Welcome to a special edition of the Fertility Podcast. This has been put together on the hoof because I've literally just come back from holiday, but there's been a massive campaign launched in the UK by Fertility Network that's all about screaming for IVF. Last night there was a gorgeous event in London. Typical, I just got back from holiday and I live at the opposite end of the country, so I couldn't get there. So what I did was ask the lovely Alice Rose, who's been a guest on this podcast, to be my roving reporter. And you're going to hear Alice talking to some of the guests there. Now, what the campaign is all about is how there is an equal access to funded IVF treatment in the UK. Now, my husband and I were so fortunate in that the area we lived in, we were eligible for three rounds of IVF treatment, which is the NICE guidelines. We had success first time, but I know full well, and I've said this time and time again in this podcast, that that stress was taken away because we knew we had a further two rounds of treatment if we weren't successful. Now, thank goodness we were, and we have our little boy, Phoenix, but this issue is really close to my heart and it's part of the reason why I continue to do the podcast and help give voice to other people share their stories because people need to realize how unfair and unjust this is now if you're listening to this podcast outside the UK and it doesn't directly apply to you the frustration I'm sure you will still be able to relate to so please do sign the petition we need a hundred thousand signatures to get this discussed in parliament the website is called screenforivf.org i will put it in the show notes for this episode along with all the details of the people who alice spoke to so you can follow them on social media as well do what you can scream shout get involved sign the petition I'm Aileen Feeney and I'm Chief Executive of Fertility Network. We're on the lovely rooftop terrace of Saatchi and Saatchi Wellness Building. We've got beautiful view over London and the sun's coming out. And we're here tonight for the launch of our Scream for IVF campaign. IVF in the UK is rationed unfairly. Nice guidelines say that everybody should be entitled to three, four rounds of IVF, and yet it's rationed. So this campaign is all about campaigning for fair access to IVF. The screams of childbirth are loud, but they're celebrated, but the screams and frustrations around not being able to have a child are just as loud, but they're not being heard. And this campaign's all about getting our voices heard. It's really lovely to be at an event which is so... Well, it's kind of glamorous and it's lovely and it should be. Fabulous. It's this kind of... I I feel like this sector of our society is not represented. No, it's such a taboo subject. I mean, infertility is so hard on people. People have such a hard time and emotionally, physically, financially, and it's a taboo subject. People don't talk about it. And the more we can get awareness, the more we can get people talking about the subject, the better it will be. How are you feeling right now? I mean, super, super charged up, super excited. We will go live tomorrow with the uh, campaign, get 100,000 signatures, and we will get our debate in Parliament. We will get our voices heard. We want to get fair access for IVF. We want the NICE guidelines to be adopted. We want everybody to have the full three rounds of IVF. I'm Kat Strawbridge, and aka Trying Years, I work with the Fertility Network. We need the Screen for IVF campaign because we need our voices heard. You know, there are 3.5 million people in the UK dealing with fertility issues. You know, we know, and if you're listening to this podcast, you know how difficult it is to to face that and how all-consuming it is and how it is the furthest thing from a luxury and how we need help from individuals, we need help from the NHS, we need support, we need medical treatment. If it's available, why can't 
can't we access it? And we need to, you know, get people to join our voices and make sure that we're heard. Do you think there's a problem with people who haven't been through it, not understanding the situation? I think there, there definitely is. And you know what? Who can blame people who haven't been through it? Why would you know? But the difference is, is that, you know, kind of a, a decade ago, no one would have known what it was like, and I'm not comparing them, but what it was like to go through cancer. If you say that someone has cancer now, we all have an empathetic understanding of what that might mean. You know, we, we might not know ourselves, but we, you know, we have got an idea, and that is what we need to achieve with fertility. We can't expect people to know if they don't know, but we need to speak up and, and tell them what it's like so that they can help us. Why scream? Why, why have you gone for that? So my scream, the one that I can really, really, really remember, was in our kitchen. I remember it so vividly. We had moved house. I had miscarried just after we had moved into that house. I wasn't working. I was in our old, very brown kitchen. Everything was going wrong. Everything was built up. I screamed. My husband was stood in front of me. I then collapsed on the floor and he didn't know what to do. I think we all scream. I think that they are screams of terror, screams of fear, screams of frustration, screams of pain. Some people get to the stage where they scream from happiness, you know, because they get that positive pregnancy test. It doesn't always need to be a, you know, a negative scream, but I think that anyone who's been through this could probably name a scream. And so that is why it is just so right for this campaign, because we are all screaming, but we so often do it secretly. And now we want to scream and be heard. My name's Kemi Oloe, um, and I have a blog called Nine Months in Waiting. And I like to campaign about fair IVF treatment, about awareness on infertility, um, to break the stigma. Why do we need this campaign? We need this because I have been fortunate enough to have been given the opportunity to have three rounds of IVF on the NHS and um, I can't imagine someone paying for that someone paying that amount of money um, privately. It's 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 unfair. Um, infertility it doesn't it doesn't discriminate. I don't feel that the NHS should discriminate with a postcode lottery as well. Can you tell me a bit more about what your story is and what happened when you moved from Shoreditch to Thurrock? Okay. Um, at 19, I was diagnosed with PCOS and um, I was given the pill to supposedly regulate my period. I was married at 26 and after a year of trying, I realised that this PCOS diagnosis may be a bit more serious than um, the doctor made out. We ended up getting pregnant naturally, but it ended in a miscarriage and um, we went back to our GP to ask to be referred for fertility treatment and we were told that we were young, why we were, why are we in a hurry? We've been pregnant before. There's nothing wrong with me. Go away, literally. Um, we then went to a private um, clinic, and the consultant said that I lived in the borough of Thurrock and I was eligible for NHS funding. So she wrote a letter to my GP, and that was the only reason why we were referred. Um, I'm originally from the borough of um, Hackney. I lived in Shoreditch all my life, and I was priced out of the the market. And if I still live there, I don't. I don't know where I'd be, I don't know whether I'd have my son Samuel because I know that they don't offer three full rounds of IVF under the NHS. 
Why is scream such a brilliant word for this? Scream, it's it's exactly when you're going through the fertility journey there are days where you don't want to talk and there are days where all you can't find the words and all you want to do is just scream because you're in so much pain there's so much heartache and sometimes words can't describe what you're going through scream is so absolutely perfect because it's showing the pain it's showing your desire when you scream you're doing it from your stomach, you know, you're using all your energy to scream. It's so, <laughs> it's, 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 it's just amazing to show that we're screaming at childbirth, but we're also screaming beforehand as well. Professor Joyce Harper, say that again. I went through five years of fertility treatment, and on my academic salary, I would never have afforded the treatment I had and would be childless now, except that because I was working with a fertility unit, they kindly did the treatment for free, almost for free. So I, I'm sure I would not have achieved my family if I'd have had to have paid for it. And if, where I was living, I, I live in Essex, and uh, we, we did try to get NHS treatment, and it was just not possible. So why do we need this campaign? Why is Scream such a brilliant... Oh, it's brilliant. It, it is brilliant because, you know, we do scream when the baby's born and we don't, you know, we, it's, it's something that's just so important. I can't imagine, um, you know, with, not being with my children and it's just not fair for couples. I, I'm doing a study actually on um, with Emily Jackson. We're going to look at women over 45 that haven't had children because 20% of the UK population of that age don't have children and it's on the increase and I want to know how many of those it's not by choice and uh, I want to hear their stories and hear about their journeys and I know a significant proportion have given up because they can't afford it so um, and in other countries I gave a talk in France recently and they said what are you talking about um, women don't give up because they can't afford it because they're they get it funded and many countries get it funded so that's not even on the table and here and here we have that issue and it's not fair so my name is Sandra Salmon I am a fat positive fertility coach and I support women, fat women specifically on their journeys to getting pregnant. It's just so unfair that so many women have to remortgage their homes, go into huge credit card debts just to get the family that they want. It should be everybody's right and from my perspective you know fat women are completely fat shamed and not supported and they don't even feel that they can talk about it because they feel it's their fault and they feel that they have to internalise that and that just completely compounds every issue that they have. Why is scream such a great word to use for this? Because it's so raw. It's just a real primal emotion and that is really what it is. It's, this is a primal need to have children. This isn't a whim and it isn't a lifestyle choice. You know, for us it is a primal need, a biological urge. <laughs> And it's, it's a disease, it's an illness, and it should be treated as such. It shouldn't be for the rich, for the wealthy. This is something that every woman should have the right to choose how she wants her family to, you know, how many children she wants, what she wants. And, and it's actually, it, it's, there's, no, there's not even a guarantee, so no. they should have the right to, even, to try. Yeah, to try for, you know, at least three, you know, in an ideal world, everybody would try until they got what they wanted out of it, but... 
you know, we have to be realistic about this, but in the current climate, people aren't even getting the chance to try once sometimes, and that is just, it's just not acceptable. If you haven't experienced it personally, or if you don't know someone really intimately that's gone through it, it can be really easy to put your foot in it. It can be really easy to feel like you're being real well, really well-meaning and really empathic and be just like, oh, it's going to be okay, everything's going to be fine, but that is really the most helpful thing you can say because people just need to be where they're at and they need to feel those emotions, they need to express them, they need to be okay with not being okay and if you don't give them the space to do that then they have to bottle that up and then that can just compound into whole, you know, more problems. So understanding what's helpful to say because people just want to be helpful, people just want to help and do their best for their friends and family. So I think educating people on what's helpful to say, what's not helpful to say is just so it makes like everybody's life so much easier and everybody feels more comfortable and supported and can get through the journey a little bit less stressed. <laughs> and if people don't understand then they just say things off the cuff that don't really mean anything to them in the moment but then that people internalise that and that becomes their label there. That's who they are. So when I was 16 I was told I wouldn't be able to have kids because I had PCOS diagnosis, you won't be able to have children. So that's, that became who I was, you know, I was this person who wouldn't be able to have children. That affected my self-confidence, it affected my relationships, it affected, you know, am I lovable as a person? You know, it had a huge profound impact on my self as a person. And in the end, you know, we were really lucky we had children, it was okay, but for so many women, that's not the case. And they're told that they're too fat to get pregnant, they're told that they're too old to get pregnant told that they're just, you know, these medical professionals who people have such respect for and, you know, believe everything they say because that's, you know, where we've put them. That means that that's who they are. You know, they are endometriosis, they are ovarian, you know, failure. All these things become them and who they are and that completely affects their quality of life. I'm Jessica. I'm the director of Fertility Best and an author. We need the screen campaign because like, it's just essentially unfair that some people can access fertility treatment and some people can't. And also, this is just like one of the most horrible things that you can go through in your life, which is about your body not working in the way that it's supposed to work and it works for everyone else. And we have a national health service in this country, which we're all very proud of. It's a wonderful thing that exists to help people who have health issues. Why wouldn't we want it to help everyone with this really, really horrible health issue? And and at the moment, it helps some people and it doesn't help everyone. I'm Kate Meekin, aka Mrs Meeks on Instagram. Uh, and my husband, Phil. You are on Instagram, but... Not in that fertility world. No. I actually shot some pictures for this campaign. So we've had three rounds of IVF. Uh, first resulted in our son Austin, who's two and a half, and then we've since had two embryo transfers, and sadly both of them ended in miscarriage. And we're thinking about our fourth. It makes me so mad that IVF is not available to everybody. We are very lucky and very privileged that we can pay for it privately because they abolished all funding in our area. Our local fertility clinic, NHS, doesn't even exist anymore, I don't think. I think they're just seeing the remainder of people that are booked on. So For it to be available to everybody is, is really big, because I just feel so sad, because we are so privileged to be able to afford it. So the fact that that should be available to everybody. Very similar. I couldn't actually quite believe when someone first told me that IVF wasn't readily available to everybody, that 
A, needed or wanted it, 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 was, um, it was quite shocking, yeah, to me. I'm Emily Clarkson and a blogger and writer and journalist and author. Why do we need this campaign? Because every woman, every, pe- every person has the right to have a baby and I don't think it's fair that as it stands you can win your right to have a baby I think everyone should have that naturally and I think you go through enough stress in your life and you go through enough stress wanting to be a parent without having the added stress of knowing that you might have to fight beyond what you're already doing to have that right it's so unfair (laughs) it's so unfair and when you think about it and when and I I think for me I feel like this campaign is so necessary because there's a lot of people who just think it's not really that big a deal you know and you know but you shouldn't have to choose between a baby or a holiday you know you talk to the amount of people and it's like we can't holiday this year because we're saving up for a baby and it's just like no no no, that's not how your life should be and that's not where your savings should be going because it's just I don't know I just don't think it's it's right and you know people are putting their lives on hold and sacrificing everything and it's already such a painful process I don't know I hope I will not have an issue with it but over the years I have watched so many people really close to me really struggle with this and that has massively affected so many lives around me and it it breaks my heart so what I love about that is that even though you haven't personally experienced it and hopefully you won't you're getting on board with this because you can oh my gosh yeah like I don't but that's the thing is I don't think any form of activism should be reserved only for people who it directly affects because that's not the point the point is you need everybody on board with it and like I am in pain watching people that I care about struggle to have babies so I can only imagine that the pain that they experience of trying to have one you know when it's actually happening to you so I think it, yeah I think it's really important that this is across young people as well like I'm in my early 20s and this isn't an issue that any of people my age talk about and it's an issue that people aren't confronted with until often it's too late or even harder so I think we should be talking about it from a much younger age and everyone should be aware of it I am Sophie Solaria I'm a BBC journalist who also has been through the route of IVF and looked at other options on how to have children why do we need this campaign well, because it's not fair, is it, to just have some people allowed to have IVF treatment because they live in one certain postcode or certain part of the country and then a completely different person or couple living in a different part of the world doesn't have anything because aren't entitled to anything because they live in the wrong place. Like, it's just completely unfair and we need to make it fairer. You know, if we're going to only have one round of IVF, then one round for all. Or why don't we just go the full hog and have the three, like the nice guidelines suggest, and then everyone will be happy, won't they? Which would make sense, because one, let's face it, is probably not going to do it for the most people. Well, exactly. Most That's the reason that you need to try more than once, isn't it? Because your, your chances get higher with every round. Suffering from a fertility condition isn't just not being able to have a child. It's a mental health condition. It affects you in every way. And in the long run, it's going to be worse for the NHS if they don't just help. So, just, they need to. Hi, I'm Claudia. So, I'm a young person who was involved in Potentially First back in June with Bush Theatre. I think being able to offer the same treatment to everybody, regardless of their postcode, is extremely important because, as Sophie said, that there's the recommended guidelines are three but if, if some people only get one how is that fair how are we promoting that we're equal we're all equal unless you live in the wrong postcode and then you can only have access to a certain amount of, of nhs treatment 
which is wrong on every level. And I can, you know, I haven't, I haven't done the research, but I'm guessing the poorer areas of the UK are the areas that people are being told they can only have one round rather than three. And I think that's just really unacceptable. So I'm Izzy. I myself had IVF to conceive my daughter Lola and I've written a book called uh, Dare to Dream which was basically my the emotional side of going through IVF and fertility issues. I think this campaign is absolutely amazing and very very important. I don't think many people are aware that IVF is a postcode lottery on the NHS. I've had friends who have gone through the rigorous testing um, processes with blood tests, investigations. They've nearly got there and then the funding's been cut. And the, as Sophie was saying, the emotional impact that that has on somebody's mental health, let alone what's just been stripped away from them. It's a massive conversation and I think the main fact is, whatever it is and whatever treatment is given, it should be exactly the same, whoever you are and wherever you live. That is just what should be considered fair. And it's crazy that we're even having this conversation. That's it, isn't it? It feels like you sh it, we shouldn't even be having this conversation. Where's this? Who has decided that this is the way it should be? And who's to say that, dependent on your bank balance whether you should be allowed to try for a child or not because that's essentially what we're saying here isn't it people that can't afford it may potentially never fulfill that role of becoming parents and that's heartbreaking scream for IVF scream I think scream is such a powerful word isn't it it's so evocative and, and actually when I was approached by a fertility network to support the campaign I was trying to think what my moment was during our experience of, of trying for a baby and my scream actually was a very internal silent version it was that sort of constant underlying frustration and the unknown and everything that went with that so I think although scream can visually look like a scream I think a lot of you know, people that are going through the whole IVF experience will know that actually you're screaming internally a lot of the time. Yeah. Daily. <laughs> Daily, yeah, absolutely. I think so many people will res resonate, you know, empathise with that. And I just spoke to Kat and she was telling me about her scream about being in the kitchen and then just collapsed into the ground because she just had nothing else there. And I thought that picture that she painted was so evocative and so many people will... And because often we don't talk about it and we don't feel that we are able to be open about it, it's very difficult to start those conversations. It's such a deeply personal experience. There's only so much anybody can take for themselves and have inside them before eventually we all have that, that moment. And I remember, you know, one clearly with my husband where I had absolutely nothing left. It was, it was a complete numbness. Was, I just didn't know what to do anymore. It was just 
and I think that was that was why for me when they were talking about my screen that was definitely that was definitely it for me a very internal what do people need to do hashtag screen for IVF <laughs> get your images out on social media get the word out sign the petition the absolutely sign the yeah. sign the petition yeah, exactly. Parliament yeah. don't just scream <laughs> take a picture and think you've done it I, you have to actually <laughs> I think people need to think about that even if it doesn't directly affect them, if they're not a woman who is having fertility issues or a couple who are having fertility issues, but even if it doesn't directly affect them, that they can use their voice to lift up those, those people and to add their voice to this campaign. You're and especially right in my age as well, I think a lot of people my age, so in their early 20s, aren't aren't beginning to think about kids. You You guys are going to need it. Yeah, I've got the thought of growing up. Growing up, that's it. All sort of getting up. Yeah, I'm not reaching in our age. The grand old age. I think is that a lot of women my age are waiting into their 30s to have kids and the thought that I might not be able to have a family because the amount of zeros in my bank account will count against me is so upsetting like I don't even want to think about it and you will 100% know someone that has been affected by the horrible word infertility so for those people you need to sign and get this lobbied in Parliament thank you again to the lovely Alice Rose for sending me the audio to make you a special edition episode to celebrate the Scream for IVF launch. So all the details of how you can get involved are on the show notes for this episode, which are thefertilitypodcast.com forward slash scream. So there will be the link to sign the petition. It'll explain what you need to do. And I'll also put all the details of the people that you've heard mentioned if you want to follow them on social media as well. Thank you for your support. Get involved. Don't stay silent. Let's all be heard. Our numbers in unison will make a difference. Be sure to subscribe to the Fertility Podcast if you haven't already. My next episode will be out on Monday. 